consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. The Weird Mountain Gals. Now it does. <laughs> so, go ahead. Knock, knock. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. Hey. <laughs> Hello, come in. <laughs> I've got my big old wooden knitting needles out. I'm finishing up a sweater. And so I thought, oh, because I've got a tablecloth on the table. And then on top of that, I've got a little cloth placemat. And I thought, oh, I can't knock through that. I'll just knock. And then it turned into a drum solo. They sounded like castanets a little bit. (laughs) Well, same thing, I guess, huh? Uh, And they could have been a bird. That would be Chicago, Saturday in the Park, right? No, I think that's, what is it, 25 or 6 to 4? Yes, I don't know the name of it. That would be one of, that would be a question for your yard man. He's always playing that group. The the band, I mean, the high school band played that a lot. Oh. For halftime shows and stuff. Were, were you ever involved in the band in any way? No, because you know what? You can't march with a piano. <laughs> yes, I no. do. <laughs> I, uh, I took piano, private play, piano lessons for a little while and played <laughs> the piano, And uh, I could, but I was I, never in the band. I was in the chorus. I, I could see you being in, um, in, on the rifle squad. Or Rifle Corps, or whatever they oh. call it. <laughs> the I think I was too artsy-fartsy for that. Well, yeah, I can see that, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the, the the theater crowd. I was uh, one of those theater kids, yep. Did you call and, it theater or theater? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've worked so hard to lose my accent so that I could do theater. Um, that I don't remember what I called it back then. I think I probably called it theater rather than theater. Yeah, yeah. But I can't, I can't be for sure. You'd have to ask my buddy Hal Allen or some of those folks that Hal I was Allen. in high school with, and they would tell you everything you needed to know about me, I guess. They probably know more about me than I knew about myself. Or they might remember a lot. You never know what people are going to remember about you. It's the strangest thing. It is really funny. And also people, like if you reconnect after many years, mm-hmm. but all, all the memory they have of you is the memory from that one specific time. And right. so they remember it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yep. interesting. There's a fellow that I went to school with, and I, I went to school with him in kindergarten and first grade. Then I went to school with him again in high school. And so consequently, what I remember about him is I remember that he was diabetic because the teacher explained to us at the beginning of the school year why we should not get into her desk and eat the candy because that was for him. And she had told all about it. And I remember emergency candy. Right. She had emergency candy for him. And then again, in high school, the thing that I remember about him is that he juggled for our high school talent show. He oh, just, how he, fun! Yeah. Oh, and he was good too. I remember that. But uh, I know that I had classes with him, and I must have spent hours around him. But that's literally all I can remember about him. Oh, oh and he had a he had straight a straight hair and a bowl haircut. <laughs> maybe not in high school but that's <laughs> so yeah it's, it's just strange what you remember about people yeah it's funny <laughs> marketing is is 
part of when you take marketing courses, part of what you do is you learn some psychology in a very basic way and some sociology, too, in a very basic way. But you learn it. You should learn it well enough to know how to uh, manipulate people into having the correct action or reaction to whatever marketing you're doing. Right. So you have to understand the dynamics of and then fill in the blank, this relationship or this desire or this this uh, emotion or whatever. So it, it's pretty it's fascinating to me. And that's the mind. The way that it works is fascinating. <laughs> you mean the way that it works or the way that it doesn't work sometimes? <laughs> yeah, well, both. Yes. And I'm I'm going through. I finally saw the movie Fantastic Fungi. Did I tell you that? Oh, isn't that the most amazing thing? Yeah, it is, and just beautiful to look at. And it, what it did is it made me want to go back and read some of that early stuff that I had read. There's a book out there by a guy named Charles Tart. Have you ever yes, heard that name? I have. Yes. He, he wrote a book. Matter of fact, let me get it. Hang on. It is called Altered States of Consciousness. Yes. And I want to say it was written in the 70s, early 70s, maybe. I believe so. I believe yeah. so. It's like the compendium, the Bible for introducing yourself to that sort of thing. And I remember reading it. Uh, and then I went from that into trying to learn about hypnosis and then trying to learn about, and you know, you name it, man. I wish that there was enough time in the world for me to read every book that I wanted to. Have you ever felt like that? I have. And I don't, I don't read as much as I used to because I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing and traveling and stuff, but golly, I sure do love to lose myself in a good book. Oh, I love to get into a book and just the, the a, a well-written book will teach you so easily. It's like you learn about something and, and you just thought you were getting entertained. And that's the way a book should be. <laughs> it is. And it's funny, isn't it? That yeah. sometimes the hardest truth to understand is so much easier to grok if you can read it in a work of, of fiction. Did you say to grok, G-R-O-K? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm old. I say things like grok. And you know where that's from, right? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm quite aware of where that's from. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when, when Star Wars came to the movie theater, did you go see it? About 17 times. Okay, just checking. Because <clears throat> I was doing youth theater that summer. Yeah. And a whole bunch of the parents of the kids, they wanted their kids to see that movie, but oh, they were like, oh, no, I don't do science fiction. I don't do that kind of fantasy crap. And they would pay me to take their kid to see this movie. Whoa. Seriously. <laughs> so I could, you know, I could go to the movie with two or three of these, you know, 14, 13 year olds because I was in college. So I seemed like a grown up. Well, which theater did you go to? The Merriman one, Merriman Twin. Merriman Twin. I vaguely remember going there maybe once for something. We usually went to the West Asheville Theater. Or excuse me, Theater. Which one? <laughs> the one, it was on what is now called Smoky Park Highway. And maybe the Ingalls is on it now or something. Oh, yes. Yeah, there was a. Now, I remember was there was a, a substation too. Yeah, and that was a twin theater too, wasn't it? Yes, I don't remember. I, and I, I, used to, I used to love to go to the Terrace Theater oh, out the at Innsbruck Mall. Now, I was going to say, is that the one back behind that mall on Tunnel Road? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that one too. Theater. <laughs> Parking was always good, and it was. I just love the way it was laid out. I want to go to drive-in theater again. Just one more time, you know. Uh, before you go. But there's a, we'll have to road trip to Tennessee to find one. As far as I know, the closest one is, is around Maryville. 
Maryville. Maryville. Uh, Maryville. Yes, Maryville, uh, Tennessee. As they say the E's that way around Robbinsville. Because I, I noticed that the word very, V-E-R-Y, which I say it, very. Okay. But if I'm in Robbinsville for more than five minutes, when I come out of it, I'll say very. Very, very much. Yeah. Well, and that's that thing, you know, they used to joke about uh, Elvis saying, thank you very much, thank you very much. <laughs> and that's just, and I'm just going to be clear with you, Robbinsville and Merville, as the crow flies, they ain't too far from each other. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not at all. <laughs> Merville. About, about 30 miles or so. And see, Asheville's only about 50 miles from Knoxville as the crow flies. As the crow flies. Yep. Yeah, I've been invited to uh, to do a little mini workshop and a book signing in uh, in East Tennessee. Oh, and we were looking at dates because you know I'm leaving town uh, second half of March, and I'll spend the first half of March getting ready to leave town and and working on this book. And so we were looking at some dates in February, and I said, "Yeah, I mean that's fine with me." But uh, I'm going to have to know what's happening on Sam's Gap before I head to Tennessee mm-hmm. in February. They were well, laughing. that was the next thing out of my mouth. I was going to ask you if you have any kind of feeling for the weather in February yet. I, I don't. And I am not a long-range weather prognosticator. I mean, I did the 12 days of uh you know the omen days i did those 12 days yeah and um and that those omens were less about weather than they were about you know kind of culture and where we are and what's going to be happening it was fascinating Um, yeah it really was wasn't it yeah but i mean my best guess if if it's a february like they usually are we're gonna have some really beautiful days that feel like spring but don't be fooled because ain't spring uh and then we're going to have coldest whiz days but yeah up here some our worst weather happens in march and april it's strange i never expect it but that's the truth it really does and the other strange thing to me is thinking about well hey we're 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 very close to uh god my brain I about said Salon, and you know what oh, I mean. Oh, Emmelk. Yeah, we're Thank about you. two weeks away from Emmelk. Thank you. And it's it's really interesting because, you know, I, I love Emmelk. It's one of my just it absolute, is. well, I mean, I say that. Y'all, if you went back in this podcast for a year, when we're coming up on one of the holy days, you're going to hear me say, oh, I, that's just my favorite. It's one of my fa- Oh, they're all my favorite. But anyway... So Emilk is uh, is coming up in a couple weeks, and we know that because the snowdrops are already blooming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the witch hazel's been blooming since um, December. Well, she says that like we both knew that, which I didn't know. <laughs> thanks for the confidence there. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was a little bit sad. You know, we had the the tree boys, the handsome tree men came and yeah. pruned back the oak tree, and they drove right over where the su- the snowdrops were coming up. Oh, and I thought, and I thought, oh well, well, you know, they're probably they're probably fine, but they're going to bloom late. And I think that when the snowdrops got driven over by this multi-ton truck and chipper, um, that they went, whoa. We better get our asses up and get blooming. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> so they they started blooming about three days ago. Oh, and they're my. they're shorter than they usually are, which makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, <laughs> but they are blooming. Plants uh, are uh, crazy. Natural I'm world. Gonna, uh, I'm going to go walk the backwoods of your place. I'll I'll ask you before I go. I'll just but, go. Well, but that's well. Cause, go. I mean, you can ask me if you want to, but I don't care. Yeah, I think I'll ask it. Well, hang that's, out Weird Mountain. Tell me how the ramps are doing. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm looking forward to doing that. And also, and I, maybe I need to leave this for when it's not being recorded, but I wanted to find out if you wanted to go with me uh, to. But. Oh, yeah, maybe. 
Okay. Because I mean, depending on when you do it, you know. Well, I was talking to her today about it this morning on the drive, yeah. and she does not have a vehicle to get around oh. on the property anymore because the one that she had is torn up. And she doesn't care about driving on the property. So we'll have to take a truck or it, it is possible that my Subaru will get around there, but we'll see. But let's, I'm going to go sooner rather than later. All right. So I'll let you know when it is so that maybe there's a chance that you can open your schedule up a little bit. For yeah. Me. Where are you going to get a truck? Uh, probably Selby's. Oh, Okay. I guess, unless you got one no, hanging I, around. I wish I did. Uh, I wish I had my old truck or the the farm truck, the original farm truck that was around. That might have yeah, been a good yeah. one, too, but we'll get you it figured the out. The RAV? You mean the RAV? Yes. Oh, man, that thing would have gone anywhere. Up yeah, mountains, those, mountains, over rivers. They are okay. tough. It was a hell of a vehicle. Yeah. I miss it every day. I like your current one though too. Now it's very I do too. It's better on gas and it's more comfortable and I'm uh, and it holds everything I need to hold for camping and festivals. But <laughs> I, I am not fearless with it. With the RAV, I remember getting locked in at the park over in West Asheville. Okay. And we got everything unloaded and or or loaded and I was, you know, cleaning up garbage or doing whatever thing I did and and they locked the big gate for the park. Oh, boy. And I was like, well, I have plenty of time. It wasn't because, you know, they lock them usually at sundown. It wasn't sundown yet. But I also understand that once they start doing the rounds, mm -hmm. if they get to one early, they just lock it rather than coming back. And right. I guess they didn't see, you know, they looked in the parking lot and probably didn't see that one vehicle. And I mm -hmm. drove up and it was closed. And they have big old boulders on the side path so you can't get around it but they weren't okay. so uh they weren't so close together that i couldn't go around so i, I carefully went through two boulders and then i went through a boulder and the upright post for the gate and oh. over the curb and over the curb and it was out and it was fine it was fine i had that when my daughter was in school at uh, Asheville high Oh. And there was one day, you know, the pickup line at those damn schools. I don't know why they can't treat it like a pit stop in a in a race at the track. Mm. So your mama pulls up, you get in the damn car, off you go. No. Right. Your, your mama pulls up and then the teacher has to talk to her and then you slowly get in the car and then you have to be hooked in and it just it takes too damn long. And this is and this is damn high school. This ain't like putting them in the baby seat and hooking hooking them in. So one day we had waited and waited. And I could see my daughter up at the top of the hill. We're waiting and waiting and waiting for these damn slow poke people, slow ass people to get done. Yeah. And I just went. And oh, and she came down. She saw me. We, we waved at each other. She came down. She got in the car. But we can't leave because we're waiting on all these other damn slow ass people. Yeah. So I just cut straight across that big, like, curved lawn at Asheville High School. I just cut straight across it. No, straight you didn't. And I got out the other side. Ah. And, and the next day, uh, my daughter said, Mom, they saw you do that. And I said, well, I hope they saw me do that. And I don't care if they saw me do that. She said, you're not supposed to do that. So they told me to tell you that you're not supposed to do that. Oh, they said, told her to tell you? Yeah. yeah that you're, that you're, tell your mom she's not supposed to do that. And I said, you know what? They ain't my damn daddy. They ain't telling me what I can and cannot do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was rightfully she was rightfully embarrassed about that. But, but boy, we got out of there and didn't have to waste 20 minutes of our lives. No. Well, was that the worst thing you did? While she was in my, in my life? No, I, obviously, no. <laughs> I, I mean, to her during high school. Um, I don't know. You would have to ask her that because stuff that I probably don't think was so bad, she she is still traumatized about. And the stuff, <laughs> and the stuff I thought was traumatic, she goes, what? When did you do that? <laughs> but I after that, imagine. after that, we developed the 
a technique because it used to be a CVS. I think it was a CVS right beside the high school. And she would just meet me up there. And I would just oh. pull in the parking lot there, <laughs> pick her up, and leave from there. <laughs> but, but I just don't. I mean, when you're in elementary school, yes, I get it. That you want to talk to people, and it takes a while for a little one to get in the car. All that makes sense. But damn it, it is high school, and I've seen these kids jump in and out of a moving vehicle. Oh, so yeah. I don't know why it takes them so long to get into a parked car. Well. I don't know. And right there where it's located, too. It's why would you want to hold up traffic there? God. Anyway, (laughs) but that's all the, you know, the RAV4 is an amazing vehicle and it has gone to some amazing places. You know, we were were talking about our friend Bill earlier. Yeah. When I bought that RAV4, I specifically took it up their driveway in West Buncombe. Okay. So I was test driving the RAV. And I said to the fella, uh, he said, well, bring it back in about 10 minutes. And I said, I've got a test I'm going to do on this car. It's probably going to take me about 20, 25 minutes. Don't panic. I got my phone. Call me if you need to call me. And I took it over to the the bottom of their driveway, which was always a bunch of damn dirt ruts and okay. and boulders sticking out of the road and all that stuff. And I took it up at speed up that driveway oh. and I got, the, I got to the top and I went well okay I think this is the car for me <laughs> I love it I love I it know, I, I drive like a redneck I, I wish I could say I'm sorry about that but I'm not you know I have cheated death the way that I've driven in the past I have to um, you know and I'm now that I'm old and and death sits with me right beside me all the time um <laughs> you know i i realize that and i drive more like a granny because of it but uh but yeah i used to do that i'd get on these gators or dirt bikes or stuff and that's where i would show my ass i guess i've always been okay on the road but i just didn't have any fear back then it didn't it didn't well but you've me. had you've had a couple of terrible car wrecks Right, and that's why I think I behave in the car. Yeah. In the car, but I would get on a dirt bike or a gator or something, and and it was just like, hey, I'm I'm not made out of soft pink flesh. I'm made out of obsidian, and I cannot be <laughs> messed with. <you. laughs> I'm I would just feel. do stupid stuff. Stupid yeah. stuff. I dated a fella who. Um, he is still alive, so I'm not going to name names. But I'm going to call his name. No, no. But there was this phase for a while back in the hills, and I don't know if it's still around or not, where people would take these junk cars, and it, it might be just an ugly, awful car, and they build a great big motor in it, and then they take it out into a flat, dirt place. And we used to call them MUDs. We'd go out to the muds, and uh, and they would just take these cars and, like, run into each other, basically, until the cars, until one of the cars would just stop. And, okay, that one's out. And it was it was the last car standing kind of thing. And uh, this guy had this old Camino, and he had taken railroad tracks, or the metal part, and he had somehow twisted them to make like a cage over the over the car <laughs> it sounds like mad max doesn't it? It, it, i guess i never saw that but i know tina turner was in it and she looked good she was she was all you know uh buff looking tough. she looked like a warrior princess tough yeah. and fine yeah yep Yep. So yeah, we used to do that all the time, and I would I would go with my boyfriend who had that car I was just telling you about, and I don't I don't even understand the thrill behind it now. Now that I'm you know a lot older, but back then it was like yeah we got in four feet of mud and we couldn't get the car out of the mud. We you know it's like what, and we came out of there and we were covered in mud. <laughs> so I guess we just. Wanted to get muddy. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, it was fun. Dangerous. Dangerous. Well, (laughs) I I don't. I guess people do the same kind of dangerous stuff now. I don't know. 
you know, I think now they do dangerous stuff on the internet. They do dangerous stuff to their brains and bodies with drugs and stuff. Uh, but well, I, I, I'm not going to pretend we didn't do that too. Not the internet well, part, but the, you know, taking things and smoking things and stuff. Yeah, but not this. It wasn't the same things. For instance, there 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 was an article that came out not too long ago about how in California the ER have have had a lot more senior citizens showing up high on uh, marijuana edibles and stuff. Right? <laughs> and basically what it is, is they're used to, the, when they think about weed, you know, they probably smoked it in the 60s or 70s, and then they had a family and a career and didn't really mess with it anymore. And then now that it's 2020-something and they're 80-something, they're, they're going to go smoke it again. You know, they'll give it a try. They're not ready for the weed of today. No, and no, we are not. But I will tell you this for nothing. Um, Smoking pot when I was, you know, young and when we all did it, um, it was, it put me to sleep every time. I couldn't understand why anybody would want to smoke pot because I'd smoke it and I didn't get the munchies and I just went to sleep. (laughs) Well, I tried it recently, fairly recently with a friend of mine. And by golly, it did not put me to sleep. I finally yeah. understood what everybody likes about it. Well, it's also very targeted now. You can get, you can say, I want this for pain. And they'll, you can go, if you're in a place where they've got all different kinds of strains, they'll sell you a strain that has been developed for pain. If you want something that will help you sleep, they'll sell you one that's been developed for that. If you want one that'll keep you awake and give you what is called a, uh, I guess that, that's a head high is what it's called. Um, they'll have one developed just for that, so that that huh. will have visually enhanced things in and, it. You know. And are those are those things smokables, or are you talking about the? Uh, that, those are plants. Those that's weed. Uh huh. Yeah, and and of course they all have these. They have the greatest names ever. Yeah, but they, you can, when you go into a dispensary, they can give you the pedigree of it. They can tell you where this, this weed, this strain was born in Humboldt County or whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and they can, they also know fairly closely uh, how potent it is. So you, you don't have to go and just, Back in back in my day, uh, the weed came in two kinds. You either got a flat brick that came from Mexico, and it was just flat and pushed together, or there was uh, uh, I forget the name of it. It was like a generic name, like Sensimilia, and that would be a bud uh-huh. that was not flattened down like a brick. It would just be a fluffy bud. And nowadays, I don't even think they use the term sensimilia anymore because sensimilia pop didn't have seeds. It was grown usually indoors hydroponically. And it wasn't that Mexican dirt weed is what the brick was. That's what we would call it is Mexican dirt weed. And doesn't, homegrown, forget it. And doesn't sensimilia mean without seeds? It does. That's what would indicate that it would be a, a fluffy bud that didn't have many seeds. And so maybe, uh, but, they but, use, maybe they don't use that anymore because, you know, it's all without seeds. Exactly. It's basically all without seeds now. And it's they're all they're grown for specific reasons. So there yeah. are places that you can go and reference the name of weed. If, if you say, what kind is this? Back then they had Acapulco Gold. They had Maui Wowie, <laughs> you know, and that, that was pretty. Oh, you're laughing. You remember the song. You, do you no, remember the song? No, no stems, no seeds that we don't need. Acapulco Gold is badass weed. No, <laughs> no, because I never was part of like pot culture. 
you know. I didn't go to pot events, and I didn't have a a tie-dyed T-shirt with pot leaf on it or any of that stuff. (laughs) I I would only do it if I was in with a bunch of other people and somebody had some. I mean, I've, I've never in my life bought any. Well, good for you. Um, good for you. You've probably <laughs> saved thousands of dollars. Think about that. Um, yeah, Mary. Yeah, I was in, I was in artist culture, musician culture, and so it was kind of ubiquitous with with the, those creative musicians. All had weed. All of them did, and I was late. I was late to try it, and then for the longest time. When I tried it, I thought that it couldn't affect me. You know, you know how I was telling you about my arrogance this morning about yeah, being grounded yeah. and stuff. I just assumed that that oh hey, I can handle this, right? It was the same way with that. The first couple of times I tried it, nothing happened, and I thought, oh hey, I guess I'm just not ever going to get high. And then the day came when I actually inhaled. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought I'd been doing it correctly, but no. And I remember that day distinctly. It was at school, and I I I realized that I was high when I stood up to walk up the hill to go to the first period class. And we had a special that day. Instead of going to class, we went and had a a show in the theater, or excuse me, in the auditorium. We had David Holt came in and played (laughs) I remember walking and of course I'm there and all the other hundreds of students are we're all walking in the same general direction and I'm thinking oh my god oh my god oh my god they're all gonna know I can't believe this I can't you know and I was I was all paranoid but I was holding it together pretty good and then this fellow who shall not be named, he's dead now, but I'm still not going to name him. This guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, he says, how you doing, Red? And he would do that about every other morning. I said, I'm all right. How are you? And he goes, wow, your eyes are red. You've been smoking hot? <laughs> I was so mortified. I was ready to just crawl under. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'll never forget. I can't believe you got me to tell you that story, too. Well, that's a pretty funny story. But I got to tell you, I can't stand the smell of it. It Um, doesn't it doesn't smell. You know, like I love herb smells, sage and rosemary and all that stuff. And I just don't like the smell of it. And I can't imagine getting up and first thing in the morning at school smoking that. I just can't imagine it. Well, uh, you know, I thought I was safe. I thought that I was just hanging out with the cool kids. No, no, and- I'm, what I'm saying is because I don't like the way it smells. Oh, uh, well. It's like, that's- oh, the smell of that first thing in the morning. Ooh, awful. You know, that's another one of those things that it might be different now than it was because because the strains have been, there are strains that you smoke because they don't really have an odor. And yeah. there are some that have more of a flower overtone. It's kind of like, have you have you ever met those wine people who are, they've drunk wine all their life and they have a very developed palate? Oh, yeah, of and course. It's, it's man, these stoners, they, you'll, when you see today's stoners, they'll tell you, oh, it's got a hint of this and an overtone of that and a flavor of this and it does this. I mean, it's, it's, it's all down to a science form. But, but weed is passe. You see, it's it's yesterday's news. The drugs today are completely different. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, got it. Got it. Got it. I know you're in a hurry. We got to go to the grocery store and get milk and toilet paper. And bread, white bread, lots of white bread. That's right. Lots of white bread, too. Well, well now, here's, here's the... F- a funny ha-ha thing, and I'd have to look up in my journal to see when it was, but there is a superstition that when you hear uh, thunder in in the winter, mm-hmm. it means snow is seven days away. Right. We had thunder last week, but I can't remember exactly when it was. I can't so remember. Maybe- it, I want to say it was on a weekend. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that it was. 
So uh, it may not be exactly seven days, but that's that's one of them old um, old folk proverbs. The, sometimes the, they work and sometimes they don't. It, sometimes, yeah, sometimes they have some science behind them. And, and what the old timers were doing is giving you cause and effect. You know, they observed something and they figured out the pattern. They might not have known the exact scientific reason behind it, though. But it's like, you know, when they talk about storms coming and now that we have the weather channel and all of that, we know about low pressure. We know how it feels when a storm comes in. And, but the old timers used to say things like, well, when you'd see the smoke coming out of the chimney and it would go down instead of up, yeah. that meant there was a storm coming. Well, when it, yes. When the smoke lays against the roof. When it lays against the roof, maybe it means that there's a storm coming. Well, yes. Yeah. And the science behind it is you're seeing the result of the low pressure system. Mm-hmm. It's the same. They would have a, there's a certain tree, and I'll have to ask my mom. Um, there's a couple of trees, at least, species, that when you would see them, when you would see the leaves curl up white, because the leaves would curl up, that that would be the storm. And, yeah, uh, and that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tulip poplar, and some of the maples do that. It probably it probably is, yeah. And that's, I mean, there's science behind that, so, yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> we ain't I just superstitious you. backwoods people, we're scientists. We're all, we're all scientists, we're all on the same road. We just, there was a time when if I tried to describe oxygen to somebody, they would tell me that I was crazy. And that was the same time when, if you were sick, it could be because you had demons running around. You know, um, I mean, they, wait a minute, that was last year. So Well, no. <laughs> and they also talked about, you know, the, what was in the ether. You know, that there would be bad, you could, there was bad air. And this was all before we knew that there were diseases that traveled through your mm-hmm. nostril, from one nostril to another. Oh, I know it. And, and I think they about... would say, oh, no, don't get near that. It's got bad air. It's got bad air. Oh, God. You know, the Romans back back in back in the day, they they kind of developed bathrooms, the Greeks and Romans and stuff and plumbing oh, yeah. and all of that. Um, so they they had these communal places where they'd go to the bathroom and they had these rocks, basically, that were tied to sticks or clubs. And that's what they wiped their bottoms with mm-hmm. was the rock. And, um, do you know, they all shared it. They all shared the same rocks. Because they didn't, they didn't understand the concept of germs. No, no. Even, even back in like, what, the 18, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to look that up when germs became a thing, you know, when we started understanding about them. And, but nowadays I can't imagine we're all, we're all more germ conscious than we have ever been because of COVID. I can't imagine some of this. And, and we are more germ conscious, but we still, there's not a lot of things you can do to control germs, to control those tiny nano beings. I know it. Yeah, they're George Orwell. Which, speaking of that, I'm, I wanted to ask you about something. Uh, from what I understand, they're... This last year, we lost millions of chickens due yeah. to avian flu. Correct. And, of course, that has a lot to do with with a lot of things, um, uh, price of eggs being one. But I understand that they've developed some sort of uh, of a vaccine for the chickens or a, that is virus-borne. And I wanted to ask you how you felt about that. It's well, like- I... I think that is still in the experimental stage, which does not mean they won't release it. Right. Because it seems like now it used to be, you know, it would take 10 years to get um, to get a medication of some sort to market because right. they would actually test it before they decided to give it to people. Right. But we apparently don't do that anymore. And, you know, my concern always is going to be, well, look at all that stuff they give to cows because they treat cows so badly. 
So they got to be giving them antibiotics all the time to keep them from getting sick. They got to be giving them whatever else to keep their hooves from rotting off. So they give them all that medication. And where does it appear? It appears in the milk and in the and the meat. Right. And we don't know how that stuff. So even if they test it, they just test it on cows. Well, it didn't kill the cow and it made it stronger. Well, good. What happens when a baby eats that ice cream? What happens when a baby drinks that milk? Yeah. And it's the same with it's the same with chickens. So maybe they develop a, an inoculant of some kind that that they can put in the feed, which would make sense with something like chickens. You would not want to have to hold a, a thousand head of chickens down one at a time and shoot them in the butt. No. But so if it's in the feed and then they eat it and the chickens seem to thrive and they don't get sick, well, what's in the eggs? And what's in that lovely piece of fried chicken I'm just having? And how's that going to affect humans? Because humans are animals, but we're a different kind of animal than a chicken or a pig or a cow. Well, at this point, the generations of of domestic animals that we've been eating on, there have been so many generations between the time we were kids and and now. And all those generations have been vaccinated again and again and again and again. Yeah, it's like you can't you can't farm any animal that's going to eventually be eaten by humans without the proper permits. And you have to be able to show that they've had the proper medical care or whatever you want to call it, that they've been vaccinated. Yeah, but 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 there is a big difference between how they treat a cow at Warren Wilson and how they treat a cow out at Hickory Gap a hickory nut gap farm yeah. than there is the cow that's in a feedlot somewhere that never sees the light of day. It's a big right. difference. Oh, a huge difference. A huge I, difference. I encourage anybody who can to to eat less meat and get it from a a, a good source. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of reasons to at least consider eating more plant-based diet than meat-based diet. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons. And people will have their own reasons. I was a vegetarian for a while. And I, for, for, you know, reasons of just my own reasons. What can you say? I'm not anymore. But yeah, I I just was wondering about that. I've been reading about uh, some of these taboo uh, vaccines. Uh, are being kind of fast-tracked through uh-huh. their trials and they're being, you know, aimed at the chicken population. And I was just wondering what you thought about it. Well, I just read a report about this new vaccine they've got for honeybees. And so, yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting. But again, I got a question. I, I just got a question. That's all. Well, I, thought, I mean, honeybees are pretty efficient about most things, you know. Sometimes workers bring stuff into the hive that yeah. shouldn't be there. What can I say? I'm not sick well, right now, so my brain is going, hey, go do this and go do this and go do this. My body <laughs> is saying, no, wait. You're so funny. I, a friend of mine, uh, I saw her last week, and she said, you know, I've been diagnosed with ADD. And I went, have you? And she said, yes. And she said, do you think so? And I said, as long as I've known you, I've thought so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's one of those people who knows how to do everything craft-wise. And she just goes, bam, 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 from one thing to another. So we see her ADHD. She's got ADHD. We see her ADHD materialize and just being this amazing worker bee who knows how to do all these things. And she she's been a homesteader and all this other stuff. But her brain literally it's like yours. Her brain literally flits from flower to flower to flower to flower. You know, I joke with you sometimes you it's like Alicia Pinball. And we are talking about one thing and then I'll finish what I'm saying and you'll go, yeah, but you know what? And it's because your, your brain has gone from. A to B to C to N to O and back to L. 
but in the time I've said whatever I've said, and then you do, and I'm like, well, what, what, where did that come from? Yeah, you got well, a fast I, brain. You got a fast brain. It's like pinball. I'm guilty of of also just kind of assuming that you read my mind. I think uh, there's <laughs> there's a lot of times when when I uh, have a conversation with you in my mind that probably doesn't ever happen in real life. It's like can I tell you, I have a running diatribe with you, and sometimes. There's days when, you know, it's, and I, the thing is, is we don't talk that much on the phone. No. And so I guess that's how I get that out of my system. Cause I, <laughs> evidently I want to talk to you a lot. <laughs> but it, I'm always like, I wonder what Byron would think about such and such. <laughs> You're it's, talking- it's funny. It's funny, isn't it? Because there are times that I think, have I told her that already? Or have I told him that already? And I just, right. I can't remember because I, I might have thought in my head I told them, but I never actually did. It's amazing. It's funny. It's what it is. It and is you're, funny, I think. Well, and, and also, too, I think me and you are guilty of, or I am guilty of assuming that your brain just kind of went right along with mine at the same pace and <laughs> the same place and all of that stuff, but. Anyway, I, yeah. and one thing leads to another, and then I blurt out something. And I'm, I'm afraid my my brain just doesn't work that way. Well, aren't you? I, I got a slow brain. I'm one of those people that it's hard for me. I, I think of the answer I should have said 20 minutes later. I, I do that. You know, in a conversation, like in an argument with somebody, I think, oh, you know what I should have said was, but I don't think of it at the time. My brain's pretty slow, I guess. I, I do that. I think everybody does that. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right now my brain is ready for spring and you and I were going to talk about some of the signs of spring. And oh, that's right. Well, snowdrops. Um, I think I, yeah, I mentioned that they're up. The daffodils are up. Some of the tulips are up. I mean, they're not up and blooming, but the greens are up. There's, um, there's buds on the, uh, uh, elderberry. I'm sure if I still had an apple tree, wah, 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 um, there'd be buds forming on that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're seeing the signs. We know it's coming. Yeah. And I think in another couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing bloodroot. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. But I'm thinking. Yes, absolutely. We should be. My bloodroot's not up yet here, but it's in a pot, and I think that makes it a little bit different. Yeah, it does. Well, I got my new boots. I haven't had them get muddy yet. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see them. I can't. I, well, yeah, you need to. And they've got glitter on them and everything. And I've been searching for boots for you. That's the other thing. I'm, get, I'm getting all these boot ads on on my <laughs> feed now. And I'm like, oh, let me see if there's any here Byron would want. <laughs> so, oh, golly. Yeah, I got to get any pair of hiking boots. And it's just. It's tricky. I mean, I got big old feet, and they're big old tender feet. So mm. I can't just buy any old hiking boot, and it'll be fine once I break it in because I will never wear it enough to break it in. Right. For me, I just want something that is light and sturdy. That's yeah, that's light hard to find. and sturdy. Yeah. And then I'll um, just go everywhere in the in my boots. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Might wear them all the time. All the time. What can you say? I did get a pair of those mucklucks and, you know, those like cloth boots that come uh-huh. about three quarters up here or half right up over your ankle and they're fuzzy and all of that stuff. And they are really warm like house shoes. But oh. I don't think I could wear them out. I see a lot of women who wear them out. I don't think I could. They're, I don't think they're sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that not that it's any big deal. <laughs> so, excuse me. <clears throat> well, I got a new pair of shoes uh, last week, uh, Saturday, um, at the GB warehouse. Oh yeah, a, a new pair of Skechers that I'm gonna. They're gonna be my Scotland shoes. Mm-hmm. So I got to wear them a little bit just so they get conformed to my feet. But I think they're gonna be comfy for a lot of walking. Yeah, uh, sure. A lot of city walking. Yeah. 
And I bet they're going to look nice, too. So, yeah. It doesn't, that does not matter a fig to me. Because <laughs> all, almost all of my shoes are black, unless they're tennis shoes. Uh-huh. And if I could get black tennis shoes, I'd get those. And I don't even have tennis shoes right now. Um, all my shoes are black, and they're plain, and that's the way I like them. Mm. I used to get in the shoes back in the day. Back in my day. I love well, I've just always had big old feet. And, you know, by the time you get that adorable little size 6 shoe and a size 10 or 11, it ain't so adorable no more. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I don't know. For me, I have I have a big old body, and I tend to dress conservatively. But my shoes were always the thing that I would kind of go a little crazy about shoes and socks. Oh, that's nice. I don't know why it was weird. I remember in Quickchester, basically, I always wore black and white, and but I'd wear red sneakers or or orange or whatever bright color I felt like. <laughs> this is my thing. I love my shoes. What can you say? Well, uh, they used to call me Imelda. That was their nickname. Oh. And I'm assuming it means after Imelda Marcos. I am guessing so. And I'll try and find a link for that story because I need to reacquaint myself. I vaguely remember. <laughs> when she fell out of power at one yeah. point, they... Somehow yeah. counted her. They counted the pairs of shoes, and everyone was so scandalized. Oh, you know, well, the, that was of course before there was a pandemic that was worldwide, and and all this stuff that we have going on today. Right, and her husband was a ruthless dictator. But what mm -hmm. did we focus on? She had a lot of shoes. A lot of shoes. How did yeah. that woman have so many shoes? Oh my gosh, that was terrible. All them shoes. <laughs> I swear, women get it worse than men all the time. Well, yes, absolutely. I agree with that. <laughs> so. Amen. The Amen, end. Sister. Uh, <laughs> well, we we have, yeah, never mind. We don't even need to get started on that mess right there. No, let we us, need to let focus on not do that. Uh -uh, Appalachia and signs of spring and all yep. that. I mean, we're seeing it. Smell, and you smell it. I smell it. So there will come a point probably end of the month, I'm guessing, which and it'll be a kind of a warm day. Hmm. And I might even get my onion sets in the ground. And I'll go out the back door and I'll go, ah, that now that smells like spring. And it's something about the soil, I'm sure. There is anyway, flowers blooming and I go, oh, spring. There's a term for it. Well, and the our my internal clock has in the past always been set by what things were getting planted. So uh -huh. to, then what flowers were going down to the basement, which ones were coming up from the basement, you know, because they, they would uh, force bloom certain things. My family, they have green thumb, which I did not inherit. I'm sorry to say. I've got forced paper whites all over my um, back solarium. Do you? It smells so good. Yeah. Daffodil. I love the smell of daffodils. I like Me irises, too. too. Me, yeah. too. I do. Do you have any iris at your... I know you do on Weird Mountain. Uh -huh, about, yeah. I got irises in both places. I have some that need to be split um, right now. They're huge, and they really... Somebody needs to, to split them with me because they're the biggest irises that I've ever seen. Well, and it'd be a shame. What color are they? Uh, I've got some that are yellow and some that are purple. I'd uh, love some. When you well, the, when you decide um, to do that, let us know. I will. There's a certain time you split them up, and it's it's coming up, I think. So I'll let you know a couple of weeks ahead of time, and maybe I can get you out, and we'll have some tea or something, split up some irises, because they're going to get love to death. And I, I really want somebody to get them that can take care of them. Well, Before and they, they bloom. They bloom better if they've been kind of thinned out a little bit. Yeah, and these uh, uh, they were they were dug up out in Inca Candler about mm, thirty years ago or so, huh. and from a fellow who he was like a uh, he used to enter them in contests and stuff. Oh my goodness! And 
So then they got planted and I, they were, I had about 50 of them at one time. And like I said, they just got loved to death and they're slow. So I transplanted the ones I could save into some big giant pots. I've got three or four pots there and uh, they're still getting loved to death. So with them, you have to let, we've got this root that's like a toe and it needs to stick out. Oh, yeah. It can't be covered with dirt. Right. And the person who does the yard there in Hooterville cannot stand that thought and keeps covering them up. That's why I say I'd like them to go. So I'll split them up. Yeah, we'll get them. Yeah, let me know. I'd love to have some. And I'm grabbing some some seeds if I can get to them. Some of the same uh, Jimson seeds and stuff like that. This And you know what? I've got a friend who's moved into uh, their mother's old place, and uh, I'm going to plant it just full of and get it out of my system of morning glories. Oh, jeez. Oh. I know. But see, they're... I hate the damn morning glory. <laughs> well, in this case, the, the two colors, the purple and blue, are basically the reason why and the full sun and there's a place to do it and there's no chance that it's gonna choke anything else out because there's not going to be anything else. and i know it is a beautiful flower and many many people love them but if you are a gardener just the thought of morning glories makes your stomach ball up and how about honeysuckle how do you feel about that works worse but honeysuckle it seems to be easier to control than um than morning glories because morning glories have all those seeds mm-hmm. and honeysuckle, you know, it's tough, but you got, and you got to pull it out by the roots, but, and you can keep it cut back if you're good at that. Mm-hmm. But I oh, don't morning glories. Yeah. I'm just going to let, let it go in my own. Cause I've, I always want to plant morning glories and I don't around porches and stuff because when I was a little kid, I would see morning glories around my granny's porch. And I guess I just think that that's, I don't know. I guess I just grew up thinking you're supposed to, but I always have that desire. And it's like, I, I wanted to do it over at your place and I didn't. I Thank didn't. God. Now I didn't even bring any seeds around. I got enough morning glories over there already. You do? Where? All in the garden, of course. Uh, anyway, uh, moonflowers. Yeah. Now that I think, they might be in the same family, but they are beautiful. They are. They're up around a porch. They just slow to get started. Well, I'm, I'm like I've told you before, I've never done any planting for full sun and just just ornamental. There's really not. Yeah. Any, I'm not going to do any kind of food. Um, yeah. and so I'm, I'm inside and I'm looking forward to You're gonna it. You're going to love it. It'll be beautiful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Selby and I have already kind of made a deal with each other about about the morels this year. Uh-huh. And we're, that's why one of the reasons that I want to go out now is because I feel like I really need to, to kind of feel the land again, if that makes any sense. It does. Just kind of see where I'm at. It's really hard to be indoors and feel the land and know know where you're at in the season and stuff. It's like, yeah. I, I know it's possible, but I feel better no. when I'm outside, too. I do, too. Yep. So, looking forward to it. Did you have anything that you wanted to say as far as news or? Well, I guess I could tell people that we're going to do an emulk celebration and a little ritual over at Raven and Crone, um, I believe the Saturday after Emilk, so it'll be whatever February the probably the fifth, maybe. Okay. okay. And um, if that people want to join us, and we'll put it online too. Yeah. But um, people are welcome to come do that. And do you have anything that you would advise them to do to start getting in that Emilk state of mind? Gosh, well, I mean, read up about Bridget. That's it's it's primarily her holiday, the way we honor it now. And she is the goddess and the and the saint of so many things. She's really fascinating. So read up on her and read up about how, 
you know, people in Appalachia still love her, even though we've been removed from Scotland and Ireland for so long. Tell me how she's associated with bridey. You hear the word bridey. It's, it, it's the same. Mm-hmm. That's just another bri- one of her names. Is Sometimes that she's the called, Irish version of her name? Or? Yes. And and um, she's also called Breed, B-R-I-D. And sometimes that is pronounced Breed. Uh, and she's re- referred to as the bride, even though she is not a bride. She's a healer. She's a midwife. She's a she works the forge. She plants the plants. She milks the cows. She's all that stuff. And her symbol She's, uh, is uh, the Bridget's wheel. Some people, Christians, refer to it as the Bridget's cross, but most uh, pagans and and uh, non-Christian Bridget people call it a Bridget's wheel, which is a four-armed solar cross. Oh, I've got. Yeah, she's, a, she's amazing. She is. Well, you know, uh, during your Bridget retreat a few years back, we made a, one of those Bridget crosses, Bridget uh-huh. wheels, whatever. And I had it on the dash of my car for a long time because just because it felt protective to me and I wanted to. It is protective. Uh, well, maybe next week we'll talk more about Bridget. I got I got a lot of Bridget stories. I think that'd be a real good idea. I would appreciate it myself. She's endlessly fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a, a lot more depth to the, her story and personality than you might think in the very beginning. It's like the more you learn about her, the more you want to learn about her because she's really fascinating. <laughs> well, among, among modern pagans, you know, they're always looking for a goddess that's like a warrior, like a sexy warrior. And she is not a sexy warrior, but she is. She brings with her the healing and the smithcraft and the poetry and beer and baked goods and you know Ability. if you if you singing, um, she is said to have invented the whistle, to invented oh. to have invented keening, and uh, the whole. Uh, we talk about next week. Tons yeah, of yeah. stuff. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And just word of advice to those of you who have a, a Bridget's wheel and you decide to put it on the dash of your car, be ready because people will think it's a Nazi symbol. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> God told well, me I mean, he wanted to key my car because of it. I was like, well, you're ignorant. And just Yeah, but it. that wouldn't have helped your car after he'd keyed it. Yeah, it wouldn't people have helped anything. They're just so reactionary to everything. I know it. I know it. So and my hey, maybe we can talk. Yeah. Go ahead. No. I, same old, same old. I got nothing to say. Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about politics, too. We've got some hilarious but important stuff going on. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> More kabuki in the House of Representatives. And, you know... We're going to the 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 left leaners, the Democrats, uh, are going to have to put their money where their mouth is, because uh, as we're speaking, it's beginning to we're beginning to find out that they found some documents that Biden had in his offices. Uh huh. And so now's the time. Do we actually believe what we said? And so, so we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to do some reckoning and. In that mm-hmm. department too, and uh, it's things are getting interesting again, which I'm sorry, but I'm also uh, whatever. Anyway, I will see you very soon. Yes, and we need to we need to say hey to the weirdlings at some point. Hey, Ilsa, hey weirdlings, and we just have things to do. So, in your busy schedule, put some time for me and let me know when it is. Okay? You got it. And when you're heading from one place to another and you're coming sort of by here give me a call if i'm home i will we can at least have a cup of tea i will maybe we can do a recording from the porch soon oh that would be fun wouldn't it i like it so all right well i will see you before we get hung up on talk to you soon thank you thanks everybody 
Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.